Ooh, Megatron's master plan, huh? 35 episodes in and he finally decides to use the master plan instead of all of those other sucky plans. Hey, better late than never. Quick review. Megatron's plans generally tend to focus on one of the following. Invading a power plant. Tapping into the energy of the Earth's core. Convincing a big and powerful Autobot to switch sides. Or that one time a scrawny and useless Autobot since it made a clever title. And the early favorite for season two thus far. Stealing some incredible technology invented by humans. So which one does his so-called master plan involve? Well, none of them, directly. There's another solar plant involved in this one, but that's not really the primary focus of the master plan. No, this time Megatron goes political. Make no mistake, things are going to get retarded over the course of the story, which stretches unnecessarily into two parts. But at least we're pushing the frontiers of retarded into bold new territory. This guy here with the purple hair is named Sean Berger. He lost a bitter race to become mayor of Central City, and now he's in cahoots with Megatron. But we'll get to that in a minute. The power plant was built by Berger. Mmm, Berger. To lure the Decepticons in. Hey, smart move. Somebody's been watching the series. Or perhaps some woody encapsulation of the series. Before Berger can show off these hiss tanks that he clearly stole from Cobra, the Autobots charge in and ruin everything. During the battle, Trax, whom I've hinted before is quite probably the token gay Autobot, fights new Decepticon jet, Thrust. Yes, you heard me. The Autobots win, of course, and the grateful humans of Central City decide to throw them a gala. Spike is pleased. He loves galas. All kids do. Meanwhile, Berger, who orders his staff around like a king, gets beaten to the punch by Megatron, who apparently likes the idea of cahoots just as much as he does. Laserbeak comes out of hiding and flies him back to HQ for a meeting. And by HQ, I mean at the top of some cliff someplace. And by meeting, I mean utter pack of lies told by Megatron. Ah, this would be the master plan we were promised. You see, you are so brainwashed by it that you don't even suspect that they are evil and we are good. Oh, the power of public relations. Okay, well, it's not the worst plan in the world. But why Burger? Why would you go to a guy who just lost an election if your plan involves public relations? Wouldn't the guy who just won be the more obvious choice? Megatron promises Burger the entire city in exchange for his help which is totally a sign that he's on the level and the Decepticons are really good, because good guys can go around promising things to people that don't actually belong to them. Anyway, Berger sees the Autobots invading a power plant, so clearly they're evil, because the Decepticons have never done that. Ever. Not once. Fidel Castro is clearly concerned. So Central City throws their Autobot Day celebration, and the mayor's speech is interrupted by the footage Berger took of the Autobots. And the people, being easily led by the media, decide that one piece of damning footage is all they need to turn on the guys that they were just throwing a parade for. Central City? More like Springfield. Jeez. Jeff Foxworthy is also not pleased. Oh, and part of the footage features Wheeljack shooting a ray at some Decepticons to make them appear to be evil, thus explaining why they occasionally appear to act irrationally. Man, Megatron thought of everything. What a masterful plan. The Autobots slink back to headquarters to sulk and Berger follows them with his stolen Cobra tanks and the mayor in tow just to arrest them. Oh, and incidentally, the mayor has no given first or last name. He's just the mayor. Prime, being Prime, offers no resistance or defense, so the Autobots surrender. Berger gives a ranting press conference that addresses the needs and the future of the entire planet, which is not at all overstepping your bounds when you're a failed mayoral candidate in a city that doesn't actually exist. And the trial of the Autobots begins in a football stadium, why not? And Spike somehow manages to slip away, lose Ravage through a turnstile, what, they don't have this technology back on Cybertron? And deduce that something's fishy because the Autobots never transform on the tape. Well, I can't argue with that logic. I know if I could turn into a minivan or a flying Corvette, I'd be switching back and forth constantly. 
Eventually, he discovers the shocking truth. The Autobots on the tape are really Decepticons wearing masks. That's right. In a world where we have holograms and machines that can manufacture perfect duplicates, we've decided to go with masks. And that, my friends, is Megatron's master plan. Meanwhile, back at the trial, the Autobots are found guilty and sentenced to banishment from Earth forever. Which, I guess, is the jurisdiction of your average robot football stadium trial. It's probably in the Constitution. We just haven't had the opportunity to see it in our boring, robot-free real world. Prime, again, gives in to the ruling and agrees to be banished from Earth. He clearly knows his guys aren't evil, and he also clearly knows the Decepticons are going to run wild on the planet the second they're gone. But he doesn't want to rock the boat, so he says nothing. I'm going to try my best to point out every time this guy makes a terrible command decision, because people seem to forget just how awful a leader he was when he gets killed off. Trust me, the Autobots can do better. Megatron walks into the now-abandoned Ark and sets the controls for the Autobot spaceship for a collision course into the sun. Which is particularly odd because the spacecraft they're in was donated by Berger. And he does this using his highly destructive fusion cannon. But hey, who am I to question Megatron's master plan? Have this mask with full prime zone creator! That may be the lamest quote of the episode yet. Let's hear it again in Norwegian. Ha! Much better. 